Welcome to the Narcissist Slayers, a podcast focusing on recovery from narcissistic abuse. I'm your co-host, Hope J. And I'm your co-host, Lynn Catalano. And we are both survivors of narcissistic abuse. I am also an attorney working with survivors of narcissistic abuse and the founder and president of the Center for Hope of Western New York. I'm an attorney, a narcissistic abuse coach, and the author of Wrecking Ball Relationships, How to Identify, Live With, or Leave the Narcissist in Your Life. Learn more about me at lynncatalano.com. At the Center for Hope, we offer hope, help, and healing from narcissistic abuse. We are a nonprofit organization with a mission to provide legal advocacy, mental health support, financial advisement, and holistic healing services to help you down the path from victim to survivor. You can find out more about our services by checking out our website, centerforhopewny.org. And please follow us on all platforms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, at Center for Hope WNY for helpful information about recovery from narcissistic abuse. Welcome to today's episode of The Narcissist Slayer. Today we're going to discuss a topic that comes up pretty regularly with my clients. And Lynn and I were just talking before we started recording today and Lynn said it's something that she discusses with all of her clients as well. Correct. So I think that this is a really important topic for people because a lot of time people are so frustrated with having to continue to deal with the narcissist in their life when they cannot go full no contact. Of course, you know, I tell everyone and anyone that'll listen <laughs> that if you have the ability to go full no contact, you should go full no contact. And of course, people struggle with that also because you are, you know, still somehow connected to that person or you believe you're connected to that person. You're struggling with um, feeling like you still have a trauma bond perhaps with that person and you can't really break away. Yeah. And even though you try to break away, then they hoover you. So you've got this whole kind of cyclical thing that goes on even when you're trying to do no contact and no contact or no contact like a boss. You know, we can do another episode on that, I think. I, 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 there actually is an episode on that that I did before you became my co-host. My co but today, I want to focus on what people can do who have to continue to relate to the narcissist in their life, whether they're going through a contested family court case, or they're in the middle of a matrimonial, or perhaps the narcissist is their parent, or their sibling, or their boss, or someone that they just simply cannot get away from for whatever reasons. Um, but they want to try to limit the ongoing trauma that you feel when you're triggered constantly by this person, right, Lynn? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we know that people who suffer from narcissistic personality disorder are very less likely to change. I don't ever want to generalize and say that they will not change, but in my humble opinion, they don't change. They don't change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, they're not going to change. If they do, it's only for something specific and a very specific reason. And perhaps and, temporary. And uh, always temporary. <laughs> and only to and, benefit them. And right? traditional yeah. and transactional. Yeah. And, uh, all, all, all of those, those things. Yes, yes. However, you, uh, anybody out there listening who is struggling with the narcissist in their life, 
you have the capacity to change. Something that yes. I tell people all the time yes. is, you know, try to remember, you can't control what the narcissist does. Right. You can't control it. Right. But you can control what you do. Yeah. And you absolutely. can control how you respond. Absolutely. And there's so much power there yes. that people yes. don't realize because they're so stuck in that cycle. So I do a whole uh, conversation session on the difference between reacting and responding mm. because and that's that's where the technique that we spoke about earlier comes into play gray rock and we're going to talk about that yes because um certainly responding is all about being mindful and thoughtful whereas reacting i like to give people that visual of that knee-jerk reaction so think about when the doctor hits your knee mm -hmm. and it just it's automatic you can't control it that's what narcissists are trying to provoke from you. Yes. They want you to fly off the handle. Oh, yeah. They want you to yell and scream. Yes, they and do. Do everything that they do. They want you to meet them in that crazy place. But not only are they so invested in causing chaos, right, and all of that, they're, they're actually thriving in that place yeah. because, like, I always go back to this when I explain this to people to try to remind them, that creates narcissistic supply. When you react emotionally, when you, um, you know, you're, you're, you've been doing the dance with the narcissist for a really long time, you're not even aware of your own behavior or how you are contributing to this. And in no way am I victim blaming. This is not victim blaming uh, at all. And I, and I, I, I want to be careful because sometimes I think people perceive it that way. Okay. But this is not victim blaming. This is more about empowerment. Yeah. Okay. Because you always had the power you just forget that you have any power when you're in a relationship with somebody like this and the power that you have is to disengage to disengage when they do the thing that they're trying to provoke that emotional response from you and by the way narcissists don't care whether it's a positive response right. or a negative response right. they right. don't care nope. as long as you are reacting in an emotional way that supports their perception of their world that they are you know their, their centrality i like to say yeah. you know they they're here and we're all just orbiting around them right <laughs> i always so, say they're here and we're all here <laughs> so, but, yeah, but same, same, same same thing yeah. right so when you respond in an emotional way, when you get upset, when you cry, when you beg, when you yes, plead, yes. you know, in response to any of, of their emotional prov provocations or emotional abuse, they are getting, like I like to say, like a hit. Yep. They're getting a hit off that. Uh, another way to describe it is, you know, one of my favorite analogies when talking about narcissists is to, to call them emotional vampires. And it's not just a funny thing, you know, our, yeah. we're, we're the narcissist slayers, right? We, uh, you know, we're kind of riffing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's why we are the narcissist slayers. But when you really go and think about the dynamic between narcissists and their victims, they are feeding off you. Yeah. They are feeding yeah. off your emotional energy. Every emotional reaction you have is like you're lifting up your your vein, you know, and you're slitting your wrist and you're saying drink, right? But it's not, like I, I say that because it's like a physical representation of right. it, but when you cry and, and react and, and scream and yell and get angry and any of those things, they're feeding. Yeah. They're yeah. feeding, that is yeah. narcissistic supply. So the way to, to, to deal with that is to cut it off, go ahead. I think that you're, you're drawing a line that's very important 
between reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. And so when you react, you are giving away your control. Yeah. You're giving away um, anything that you have with regard to your position. However, when you respond and you're mindful about it, it's empowering. Mm -hmm. You're taking back what's yours. Right. And so by responding in a mindful way, and I, you know, I'm all about high emotional intelligence. I talk about that all the time because narcissists have so low emotional intelligence. And within emotional intelligence, they use something called the pause. Have you heard of the pause? I have not. Can you explain that? Okay. So the pause is where when someone says something to you that is very uh, intending to cause any kind of provocation to you, okay, or is cruel and unusual and nasty and all the things that narcissists say to you, instead of reacting right away and saying something back and hurling mm -hmm. insults back or, right. or getting and angry. you're just getting right on the dance floor. Yes. Yep. Instead of doing that, you implement the pause. And what mm. is the pause? So the pause is, first of all, doing some breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. I have some that I, I love box breathing. And then you become grounded in your body and you actually think about what would happen? What are the consequences if I react the way they want me to? That is so smart. And then you mindfully really give it some thought and say, that's not my opinion. I don't agree with that. That's unacceptable to me. And guess what? You don't let your heart rate mm -hmm. rise. You don't let the temperature rise in your body, which is what happened to me. So I could feel mm -hmm. the heat mm -hmm. coming oh, until yeah. I was bright yeah. as a tomato. Yeah. You, you don't raise your voice. You don't do any of those things. And guess what? It's disarming to oh. the narcissist. Oh, my God. Not only is it disarming, but, you know, they're, they're absolutely, uh, first of all, confused yes because um you know i, I think about this as um you know kind of a little bit of a cat and mouse kind of thing too right so cats um you know they love to chase mice and they love you know they toy with mice because mice are are reactive and and they run right so but what would happen if the mice the mouse just rolled over and kind of played dead yeah. the cat might poke might poke a few times or, you know, or, and you know, one of the things I do tell people is if you don't respond the way that they're used to, they may amp it up because they, they, yes. they are looking, yes. they, they really love this response. Yes. You know, this, this whole game for them, it's a game by the way, yes. but this is, this is what they, you know, how they sustain themselves with this emotional, um, you know, energy with this narcissistic supply. Yeah. So if all of a sudden you kind of roll over and play dead in this way that Lynn just described, um, and, and again, it's not playing dead. This is, this is the one thing that I want people to understand, okay? Because I, I know that people don't get it. It's counterintuitive. You want to fight. You want to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You want to say, oh, you know, this is, this is wrong. And how dare you treat me like this? Right. And, you right. know, and this is, this is the kind of thing that we, we do all the time. But it, it doesn't serve you with a narcissist, no. okay? No. Because, and this, this is what I, another thing that I say all the time. The only way to win with a narcissist is not to play. Exactly. It's not to play. Exactly. And it sounds counterintuitive yep. because, you know, we're so used to fighting and standing. We want to stand up for, for ourselves. But you're not going to win no. with a narcissist. No. Because no matter 
what logical argument that you want to give, no matter yep. how much you want to reason with them, no matter how, oh, no matter how much you want them to empathize with your position and see <laughs> you as as a person with feelings and nope. to care. Nope. The more you do it, the more they're going to sit there. And first of all, they're probably going to be going in their heads. Wow, this is you know quite quite something that you know I've got this person investing all of this emotional energy. I still got this person hooked. That's what tells them you're still hooked. You're still in the game, right? You're still a potential uh, abuse victim because you you are not you are involving yourself in this whole kind of dynamic that they that they they want to sustain. Okay, but when you bow out of that, the way that Lynn just described, okay, um, it's a great idea. The pause is a fantastic idea. I, I tell people that too. Like it takes takes a lot of training. A lot right? of self control. You gotta, yeah, you you have to learn how to do it yourself yep. because. Listen, when we touch a hot stove, we react. Yeah. When they say terrible things, you want to react. Yes. Like you want it's to hard. say, yes, you do. How dare you? And you hurting me yes. and all this kind of stuff that, yes. by the way, they don't care about. So, yes. like, you can yell it into the void. Yep. Um, yep. The better way, as, as we're saying, is not to react. And if you have to respond, and this is, this, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about okay. this too. All okay. Right. Um, if you have to respond, uh, there's, there's ways to do that. And I, I think we should spend a little bit of time talking okay. about giving people, um, some ideas about those ways. And sure. that's the gray rock technique that, okay. that, you know, if you, lots of people talk about in, in terms of how to, if you have to relate to a narcissist to use gray rock, but one, you know, you just said how difficult it is. That is the single greatest challenge that I think people face when learning um, how to change their behavior with a narcissist. Because you, you're hurt, you're angry, you're upset. You, you, you feel uh, that it's not fair, which it's, it's not, okay? It may involve something having to do with your kids. It may be something that you've asked for a hundred thousand times and and now they're coming back at you with some other, you know, excuse or reason why they can't do it. Maybe they're, um, you know, who knows what they're doing, but they're definitely doing something that is triggering you. Yeah. So you are in this position where you have to fight with yourself. You have to fight with yourself and you have to like literally rewire your own brain. Your yeah. own responses yeah. To, yeah. to the way that you want to respond versus how you know you should respond to eliminate the um, this dynamic with the narcissist. So if I might say, yeah. that's where coaching comes in. Yeah, oh yeah. Because we don't know how to do this. And I tell my clients all the time, and I actually wrote this in my book, this quote has been attributed to a lot of different people, including Albert Einstein, Rita Mae Brown, etc. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, thing over, over and over, and over again yeah. and expecting a different result. Yeah. Well, guess what? I was guilty. I yeah. did it. So was I. Right. Because we put Down our head out and try to make that Down relationship work. Didn't understand it. Didn't? Of course Didn't not. understand that, that I, first of all, I felt so powerless. Yes. And it didn't. And, and, and truly, the reality of the situation is it didn't matter what you did. Right. Nothing was going to change. Nope. He wasn't going to change. But it took me years. Right. Listen. Yeah. So don't feel bad. Yeah. It took me years. 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 years of the silent treatment and manipulation. Yeah. I'll tell you something, and this is just an aside, and this is off on a tangent, but I read a quote that said, 
the silent treatment is a form of emotional abuse and it knocked me on my rear end. Oh yeah. Because I thought, oh my God, I've been getting the silent treatment oh, for yeah. years and I keep trying to make it better. I keep trying to resolve the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. And he won't let me. Emotional torture is oh, more like it. Oh God, yeah. yes, yeah. emotional terrorism. Te emotional terrorism. Yes, so what, what we're doing and what we help people do is to change their perspective, change their approach, because you can't do it the same way you've always done it. Can't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And once you are ready to acknowledge that, you know, once you decide that you're exhausted, uh, you know, like Lynn said, of doing the same thing over and over again yeah. and, and not having anything change, that's when things are going to change. First, for two reasons. One, um, you have to let go of this idea that you can change them. It's it's a it's a huge thing to let go of. Yeah. It's a hard it's yeah. it's 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 a huge thing to let go of because yeah. I think so many of us were dug in on this. We oh, think we can change that. It was so hard. And then but once you let go of that idea, it, it gives you this enormous amount of freedom right. to decide that you can do something different. And yes. the only person that you have control over is you. Nope. Uh, you can't change them, you nope. can't change what they do, how they react, the way they treat you, nope. but you can learn to set really strong boundaries on them yes. and to control Please. your reaction yes. response yes. to these things. Yes, so, so, so let's, well, let's talk about what And what, yeah. what do they do? Like, like, so you're in this situation, you know you can't change them, well, how, how do I interact with them? Okay. So, you know, I go over this with, um, with my clients all the time and, you know, I, I get these emails and, and they're so amped up, right? Because some sort of altercation has happened and he's done this, you know, and, and, and then I get a, like a laundry list of all the things and, um, you know, my, what I say, uh, to them over and over, which they hate, uh, in the beginning until, until this clicks in and they get it is ignore. <laughs> I say, tell people to ignore the behavior. Um, unless of course it rises to some, to something that's a safety issue. Obviously you can't ignore that. But the tiny little power struggles that, um, you know, are, are they, obviously when, when you're having to deal with this person, because in the, in the time that it's the most difficult for people, Lynn, is when they're still living in the house oh, yeah. with the abuser. Yeah. And it's like you're going through a divorce. Yeah. And, and in New York, unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to get somebody out of the house if they don't want to leave on their own. So unfortunately, uh, you're stuck living in the same place with this person while you're going through a contentious divorce. And it's just not a fun time. No. It's just not no. a fun time. No. So, you know, all of the things, you know, these well-worn arguments that you, you've had with this person over the years, um, they understand your triggers, they understand what upsets you, they're often using the children yep. as um, bargaining yeah, pawns. And so it's very, very painful. And you, like I said earlier, you wanna respond. So, you know, when I write back and they tell me he did this, he did that, he said this, he said that, and I say, ignore him, I think people get really angry with me. Oh. But I am telling you, the best thing to do in those scenarios is ignore him. Don't think that you need to respond to any of it, yeah. okay? Because you don't. Yeah. The only thing you need to respond to in the context of going through a divorce or a contested custody battle with a narcissist is things related to the health, welfare, and education of your children. Anything else you can either 
you know, my favorite canned response, gray rock response is please have your attorney contact my attorney. That's always a great response. You know, a good thing to do uh, when you are going through a court case with somebody like this is hire a lawyer. You know, going pro se is probably not the best way, but you can stand behind your lawyer and let your lawyer deal with it. Um, and, and also, you know, you kind of deflate him, have your attorney contact. My attorney is yeah. not something that's, that wasn't the response they were looking for. Okay. <laughs> um, no response is, is, is generally best. Have your attorney contact. My attorney is a good one. Um, the things that Lynn was saying earlier. Oh. So the thing, what you need to remember when it comes to gray rock is, um, no emotion, factual statements no. and keep them as short as possible. We are not responding with the, the, the paragraphs or the, the short, you know, novels that, you know, women, I think, and I think women more than men, again, because you're trying to get them to see your side. You want them to empathize. You want them to understand. You want to say you're he's sorry. None of that's happening, guys. It's not happening. It just makes me very sad when I think of myself. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, God, it was pathetic. Ago, oh, me. Me, too. Me, the novels I'm I would send. letters. Oh, yeah. And, of course, yeah. so we're both attorneys. So yeah. I'm yeah. writing letters, and yeah. they're double-spaced, and yeah. they're typed, and they're... Six pages. Yeah. I oh, promise sure. you, he didn't read sure. them. Sure, I sure. promise. You I did the same. Them. I did yeah. the same. Getting my emotions out. So, so one of the ways that you you got to get your emotions out, like Lynn said, um, before you respond. So this pause technique um, is great, but you can also uh, talk to your coach. Yeah. Talk to your counselor. Yeah. Talk to a friend, uh, somebody that you've enlisted as a support buddy. Um, you know, don't post on social media, yes. do not put it on Facebook or Instagram, all of your grievances yeah. with this person. Do not do that. No. Um, scream into a pillow, yeah. uh, take a walk, kickboxing, yeah. exercise, yeah. meditate. <laughs> I don't care what it is, but get yourself from here yeah. back down to here before you respond. Oh, and one of the things that I also tell people that they can do if, if you are one of the, a person who has a delayed uh, gratification response, you know, ability to do this, write that email, go right. ahead and write it. Right. Just don't send it. Yes. Don't send it. And then go back yeah. the next day and go, what the hell was I thinking? Delete. Yeah. Okay. Because, or or yeah. hold on to it for yourself. Yeah. I do advise my clients to also to journal. Journal. I think journaling yeah. is great. I think that you can both, both for two, two reasons to write down what they said, because again, you know, narcissistic abuse is intense and confusing and fast. Yes. And so you want to write down because you forget the horrible things they oh, said. Yes. And then you go back and you're like, ah, eh, it wasn't that bad. He doesn't hit me. So, right. you know, yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. And then the other thing is to write down how you're feeling at the moment. Yes. And number one, it's cathartic. It gets it out. But number two, you look back at it years from now and you'll say, Wow. Absolutely. Why when you're a, when you're a different that? person, yep. you're going to be yep. a different person yep. in a year or two yep. years yep. Um, post uh, narcissistic abuse. When you've worked on yourself and you've yes. worked maybe with a coach or a yep. good mental health counselor and you've gotten to the other side yes. and you're going to look back and you're going to be really, like you said, really yeah. sad for that, yeah. that person that you were, yeah. um, you know, wishing that yeah. it didn't take as long as it took to get, to get to the other side. But you're, it also is a great, like you said, a great reference point to see how far you've come. Yes. You know, see how much you've grown. If I could give three quick suggestions yes. on dealing with this person, you know, um, Hope has said many times through this conversation about if you have to deal with this person, uh, especially if you have children with them and you can't completely go no contact, although that is the best solution. That's the gold standard, yeah. Yeah, by far, pure freedom. Yeah. Just want to let you know. 
Um, however, if you have children with them and you still have to interact, a couple real quick things. Number one, um, when you're talking, don't use words like right and wrong. There's no reason to assign blame because guess what? They are professional blame shifters. Yeah. They never will accept blame. They can't even process blame. Right. So they, they will not take it. So if you're expecting to tell them, you know, you were wrong and I was right, it's just never going to happen. Yep. So you need to accept all, that. All, all out of the conversation. On. Yes. Yep. Number two, do not use uh, pronouns like I and you. And this is interesting because, again, they take it as you're assigning blame, right? You did this. You did that. You went here. You said this. I didn't do anything. I simply sat here and watched. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't do that because, again, you're not going to get anywhere. If you're expecting some kind of great resolution, it will not occur, I promise. However, if you just want to get through whatever you're getting through, because that's the whole goal with these people, is to get to the next step. So visualize going forward. And... Use the pronoun we, because find that commonality. They're your children, you both love them. Uh -huh. We love our children. We just wanna do the best we can for our children. Let's just get through today. Yeah. So so that, that's all, I think, good advice. I have one more. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I have one yeah. more, number three. Uh, sometimes it may necessitate you showing empathy to this person. And I know how hard this is, and I've had clients of mine say, absolutely not but guess what it's a means to an end so i'm going to tell you when they're going into their spin their narcissistic rage about something or someone because it's always someone else's fault or something else's fault make sure that you sit back don't don't condescend and patronize don't 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 do that okay however you may say something like i can understand how that must make you angry now, if you said that to me, I promise you, I would think that was condescending. However, these people, people who suffer from NPD, think it's validating. You're validating their position. You see me. You get that I'm angry. And guess what? It's just about getting from here to there. Okay. I, I mean, I could I, potentially in certain situations that might work. I have a little bit of a different approach. <laughs> yeah. My approach is very, very pragmatic. Um, and, and if you, you know, Google gray rock, gray rock, there are tons of people out there talking about gray rock and there's actually lists of canned responses, uh, that people have developed to, to kind of respond to different things, uh, that the narcissists say. And again, my, my advice is keep it short, keep it factual, keep all emotion out of it. And, uh, you know, so if they write you a two or three paragraph long, uh, email where they're raging about you know blah 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 and in there there's one sentence about the children you respond to that one sentence about the children you do not respond to any other grievance that they have if they're talking about your your new girlfriend if they're talking about why did you drop them off you know um you know here and not there if they're okay i mean you know unless again it has to do with uh you know something in your court order okay you need to respond to anything that's in the court order but you need to respond in a a very uh, non-emotional factual short I say one sentence if possible you know maybe two and you know do yourself a favor go online Google canned responses gray rock narcissist there's there's lots of different ones out there it might just be a good idea to keep that list uh, with you so yeah. once you calm down you can just you know use do that one sentence um, and and remember it's possible could be 
that, you know, once you change your approach to this person, that they're going to amp it up. I have seen this situation before because they're used to the emotional response. They're used to all this gravy and all this fun narcissistic supply. So if you stop doing it, they're going to, they're going to be like, Oh, poke, 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 yes. poke, poke, you know, like how siblings do to one another to, you know, piss each other off. So, you know, so you gotta be, maybe be prepared for that. Not everyone does it, but some people do. Um, and, and I would say handle it the exact same way. Wow. Do not respond unless it is related to your, the health, welfare, education of your kids or something that's in the court order, short, factual, non-emotional. Good advice. And, and with that, really um, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the Narcissist Slayers.